Would you believe me if I told you one of the most important things you need to pay attention to is CX, also known as the customer experience. Stay tuned and find out more. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. Here we examine what enables true creativity, how to convert ideas into innovation, and seek out what ignites enterprise-wide growth. I'm your host, entrepreneur, strategist, and muser of metacognition, David Peterson. There's a concept that combines real and implied elements as it relates to how a customer feels about their organizations they do business with. Now, marketers call this the customer experience. And for the rest of this podcast, since I want to be one of the cool kids, I'll refer to it as CX. Now, the problem with CX measurement is that it's not all empirical. You can't accurately measure somebody's feelings And more specifically, how one feels about a business enterprise can vary widely from one day to the next. I like to think about CX in two ways. First, as an empirical data that we can measure about attitudes towards a specific product or service, and an overall satisfaction of the organization that's not empirical, but that can be identified at various points in the customer journey. Now, again, looking at my own industry, if if I were to survey banking customers on specific features and function aspects of the services they consume, it would provide a direct and empirical measure of CX. So if I asked a question like, how well does our mobile banking app serve your banking needs that has five possible answers from extremely well to not well at all? Now, suppose you asked that survey that was delivered annually to all customers who use mobile banking? Would you get an answer that represented the overall experience of the customer across all mobile banking experiences for the entire year? Or would their answer be more reliant on a recent mobile banking experience? Good or bad, recency bias says that our most recent experience is what we're likely to be thinking about if we're asked to rate a financial service. On the other hand, suppose that after every mobile banking login, you ask the same survey question. Well, it would generate a much larger volume that should average out to represent all of the, say, overall CX over a year's time. The mere fact that you're asking this question over and over every time might drive the user to provide a negative survey just out of peak. Somehow, we need to find the balance of ascertaining customer sentiment without artificially driving that sentiment against our organization. I was thinking along these lines when an article came across my newsfeed from the financial brand. And the the article was headlined, Banks with Strong Digital CX Generate More Profit Than Peers. Well, that headline, as it's supposed to do, certainly caught my attention. You can read the full financial brand article, and I've put the link in the show notes. But here's the key takeaways. Financial institutions that are successfully achieving a higher level of CX are further ahead of their peers in the following areas. Deploying a modern IT infrastructure, effectively mining data and applying analytics to sales and service elements, partnering with fintech and other third-party providers, enabling a culture of innovation, achieving seamless omni-channel delivery, and educating and empowering a digital-ready 
workforce. Now, the article breaks down FIs into you know size uh, under 10 billion, between 10 and 100 billion, over 100 billion. Now, institutions in the 10 billion and under group were overall more successful and then those in the 10 to 100 billion category, but not as well as the over 100 billion. Smaller FIs did better in the category of modern IT infrastructure, but lagged behind in building an innovation culture. Does that sound like that might apply towards your particular vertical? So what can we take away from this view of CX? So here's some immediate thoughts I have. It doesn't surprise me that smaller FIs can achieve a high level of IT proficiency. The vendors that serve our markets have really done a pretty fair job, giving us the tools we need to be competitive. In fact, I'd suggest that it's more likely that virtual branch options that most FIs deploy are more likely to be held back only by those FIs' willingness to fully deploy these tools and avoid implementing nonsensical restrictions on their use i.e. like replacing a ridiculously low maximum amount for a mobile deposited check. Uh, uh, don't even get me started. Now, the largest FIs have a lot of money to chase great customer experience, and by all expect, they're doing a great job. While there are still those that abhor the idea of banking with one of these super regionals, their virtual banking experiences are so good, especially in comparison with many smaller institutions, that any hesitation about service levels are replaced with amazing functionality delivered at a time and place of the customer's choosing. Good self-service beats great personal service every time. Now, there's a great need for an authentic wave of innovation to sweep through that 10 to 10 billion and under, you know, however small your organization is, the chances are you may not be thinking about innovation as much as you should be. Now, I say this needs to be an authentic way because it can't be something you attempt to do that's not sustainable or systemic. It needs to be enterprise-wide and something that gets ingrained into your culture to the extent that an innovation element becomes part of each employee's annual review. You have to get serious about innovation. And it yields results beyond the improvement in customer experience. You will attract the very employees you need to appeal to a new wave of young millennial and Gen C customers that must come on board to fill the top of the customer acquisition funnel. Measurable, authentic, systemic innovation. Now, I've recently opined on the need for employee education, so I'm not going to repeat that content here. But CX will not improve without all parts of your organization being educated on the fullness of your online experience. Get your customer-facing employees to use your own online services and then let them tell stories about their own experiences instead of, you know, bullets in a brochure. Now, two important points that I want to impart. CX is a real thing, and you need to figure out how to achieve a high level of CX with your customers. And two, you must have a meaningful way to measure CX. Otherwise, you have no clue as to whether you're on the path of achieving number one. Well, that sounds like a catch-22. Well, maybe. Here's some ideas that might be worth exploring that you can solve this catch-22 conundrum. Number one, start a CX focus group. Instead of polling customers all the time, create a meaningful group of customers that represents a reasonable cross-section of the users of a particular service you offer. You would specifically instruct them that you want them to capture elements of how a service is working for them or not. You could meet periodically, say once a quarter, and have a focused discussion on various aspects 
of the CX from the service feature function to communication, customer service, many other things. You'd be surprised at how many customers would gladly participate in just such a focus group if they were asked. Number two, identify tech wolves and engage them. Now, tech wolves are, are super users. They're, they're individuals that seem to use the system to the very maximum. It's these users that take options that nobody ever knew existed. And if there's some weird error message or bug that's going to be discovered, it's certain that a tech wolf will be the one who found it. Rather than curse these high-tech users, you should harness their input and strive to overcome any and all shortcomings in your electronic experience. Now, confession here, I'm a tech wolf. When I moved to Louisiana, I signed up for a new bank account, and I told the senior officer over operation that I had good news and bad news for him. <laughs> the good news is I'm a subject matter expert in electronic banking, and I would be communicating on my experience with their online banking virtual branch technology. The bad news is, is I will be communicating on my experience with online banking. Yeah, so far, they haven't closed my account, so I guess it's okay. Number three, understand omni-channel and make it happen. Most bakers don't quite get omni-channel and how it relates to customer experience. Omni-channel is offering everything that somebody can consume from you from any possible uh, way that they might consume it. If there's a process for any given product or service, how consistent is that process across all available channels? If I'm opening a new account, how different is that process if I'm physically in the location versus doing it online or on my smartphone? For example, can, can I use an ACH transaction from an external account to fund my new account online using a banking example? If so, great. Can I fund a new account from an external account using an ACH debit in the branch? If not, why not? This is just a small example that happens in banking all the time where the process for a specific activity becomes different depending on where you are executing that thing. It doesn't make any sense to customers at all. They don't know or care that you're using some different vendor for the new account opening, and that's different from the vendor that you use for mobile online account opening. They just expect that services are omnichannel doesn't matter where I am, I should have a consistent customer experience with my place of business. Now, regarding that second element of CX that I referenced in the opening paragraph, how will you measure overall satisfaction that's not empirical? Well, some organizations use something called the net promoter score concept, meaning you ask a survey question like, would you recommend blank to a friend or family? The idea is that if they would recommend you, then by definition, their overall opinion or satisfaction would be positive. Now, I know marketers that swear by the net promoter score and others that just cast it aside as being ineffective. Now, I would say that if used properly, it represents a fair representation of customer sentiment. When I'm doing a customer experience survey, I usually start with a question of overall satisfaction before I ask any specific product or service related questions. Now, this tends to get a genuine response since I'm not introduced to any other questions that might cloud the overall impression or attitude towards the organization. Maybe you have a solid program in place for measuring CX and encouraging it to increase. If so, let me know about it. I'd love to showcase any organizations and what they're doing to actually enhance or measure customer experience. Now, if you're struggling with the CX concept, trust me, I get it. It's just like holding a, 
a handful of jello. The tighter you squeeze, the more it comes out through your fingers. But if you handle it carefully, manage CX and further meet and exceed customer expectations, that will dramatically increase your viability in the coming years. Let me know if you have any questions. It's likely that perhaps together we can come up with some meaningful options for you to deploy. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for investing your valuable time listening to the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. I covet your questions, comments, or critique. You can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. I'm also on Facebook at DP Speaks and everywhere else on social media at DLP Speaks. I look forward to hearing from you and be sure to look for a new episode soon.